This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hello and welcome to Front Office Features. I am Rob Crane here with Chris Valente. Chris, hello, my friend. Hello, Rob. Um, so normally, you and I, we talk for five minutes before we come up with a handful of topics and then we just go and blabber for 45 minutes, uh, which has worked out pretty good for us. But pretty, I have to give you a lot of good. Pretty good. Uh, I have to give you a lot of credit. You had a list, running list, all week long about items that you wanted to talk about. So I just want to kind of like hand everything over to you and then let's just talk about your list because you're obviously a, a pro's pro right now as a professional well, podcaster. I, I appreciate that. And preparedness is the key to, to, to success, Rob. So I, I, I hope you, you get on board moving forward. I screwed. As I, I, I can tell everyone I did, I literally made an Outlook calendar invite to myself for 8.30 tonight with a list of topics is just the, the central theme of this. With all of that being said, aside from what I really want to talk about, which I'm not going to talk about so I can keep my employment, is Major League Baseball and everything going along with that. I, I, don't, even want to, I don't even want to get into it. We'll I, just I, move I, I on. We'll just move on. But it's going to get me fired up enough to talk about some other things. Um, but it's so ridiculous. Anyway, let's just move on. Let's just move on. Let's get fired. So... The irony of all this, of my list, is the first thing I want to talk about isn't on it. What do you mean? You, Rob Crane, yes. went on a movie podcast last sure night did. and survived to tell about it. I need to know <laughs> how the hell you made it through a movie podcast without the person having to stop halfway through and be like... Why do I have you on as a guest right now? Well, you don't watch movies. At the, I think you regretted it at the end. <laughs> so I went on a movie podcast that's called uh, Big Screen Sports. Um, you can follow them at big underscreen, underscreen, underscore screen sport. Uh, and his name's Kyle. Kyle's a great guy. Kyle's a great guy. And the podcast was wonderful. You know why? Why? He called me a movie star. <laughs> He called me the star of the documentary. <laughs> he did. He called me the star of the documentary. He called me. He goes, please welcome Rob Crane, the star of the show. Actually, I may have embellished that a little bit, but he did call me the star of the movie. There's no truth in advertising. So <laughs> There's no truth in advertising. <laughs> I had the pleasure of talking to your better half today about yes, some, some business. And she empathized with me about when you drop these things in the middle of our conversations that makes my jaw drop because I don't know what you're about to say. Right. So any, so I think you, my wife, anyone I've ever worked for, like, who the hell? What is going on? Anyway, 
so yeah, the guy he, Kyle goes. Uh, I love the documentary. I uh, you called me the st- one of the stars of the show, and um, we talked for about the Fifty Summers. By the way, you can download Fifty Summers and watch it on uh, Amazon Prime. Right, so if you're an Amazon Prime member, you can watch it. I'm doing. Um, I have to do this. I have to do this. I still do watch Amazon it. Amazon Prime. I'll give I, you my I, freaking password. No, I have, no, I have Prime. I have Prime. I'm gonna watch it, and then we're gonna right. dissect this. The, you're the star. The star of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I think he embellished a little. Or are um, you? Are I, you embellishing his? No, I, I, listen to the podcast. I think he said it's gonna drop tomorrow, the same day as ours does. Well, that's a problem because we should everyone listen to ours first. Well, but people, anyway. yeah, right. But people can listen to it too. Uh, but we promoted the heck out of uh, uh, our podcast. He was very interested in that. Uh, we talked about kind of my career and that kind of stuff. He's a minor league guy. He interned with the Midland uh, Rockhounds in Texas. Uh, and another one, too, that I can't remember. Oh, no, Salem. Salem Red Sox. Oh, um, part so, of the family. Right. We talked about the uh, his, his days about how a minor league baseball intern can be the best, worst job of, uh, of, your, uh, of your life. And so can full time, by the way, <laughs> so can full time. This guy who's been doing it for 16 years. Um, so we had a great conversation and we talked about the documentary. But the funniest part to me was at the end and we had a great conversation. We just talked and I told some great Battle Creek stories that I don't think that I've ever told on uh, this podcast. So he's got exclusive content right now. <laughs> I um, can't believe there's more Battle Creek stories. It's all about Battle Creek. It's always about Battle Creek. He understood that. And I think I dropped that phrase. It's always about Battle Creek. And I think he repeated it sometime there because I must have, t- like, these things just kind of, like, pop in my head. I know. Like, I get They get forced onto me in the middle of our podcast and I have to react to them. Right. So they just pop in my head. And I just, you know, kind of lay them out. And uh, so we just kind of talked and we had a good time and Battle Creek stories just kind of came to me. And... Uh, you know, we talked about the documentary, talked about some of our favorite people, talked about Omaha a lot. He likes Omaha. Uh, so it was it was good. He was so great. will you will you be back on said movie? Oh, podcast? right, 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 right. So uh, at the end, uh, he goes, well, thanks for coming. You're welcome back anytime. And I was like, uh, probably not. He goes like he's probably know, like what? What you didn't have to wait, not enjoy wait, this? This is, this is a pleasantry. This is how you end conversations. And I was like, nah, you're probably going to want somebody else. He's like, blank. And I was like, I haven't been to a movie theater in 12 years. <laughs> he's like, wait, what? And I was like, no. Uh, I, I was like, I don't watch movies. And he's like, that can't be true, right? Like, it's just. There, this this like podcast may never see the light of day, or he's going to be like a must listen because like you won't believe the end. In and we're talking about this. And I was like, nope. So wait, uh, did another movies not come up in the middle of this forty-five minute conversation? Were you able to steer it that well that he never asked you about movies? He did bring up one time because he called, he called what he called he called me and Marty Cordero brick wall people, and I was like, "What's a brick wall?" <laughs> I just saw your reaction. I was like, "What's a brick wall person?" He's like, "Someone that gets you fired up that you want to run through a brick wall," and he gives some movie drops of like. Uh, Remember the Titans? Uh, right over your head. Right over your head. No, I've seen Remember the Titans. Oh. That was like in 99, right? And really? Was that probably 99? I don't even know. I was, in, was it in high school, early college? Anyway. Something like that, yeah. Uh, but I have seen that. And like that was the movie reference that he gave. And I was like, I can stick with this right now. But if you go any deeper, I'm screwed. And uh, at least that's what I'm thinking in my head. 
and uh, so I steered it around that. Uh, and then at the end, I was like, nah, I'm probably not going to be on your podcast again. <laughs> and he's like, uh, why? I said I haven't been to movies. In I'd love to go. I would love to go on his podcast because I could talk all day to him about movies and sports movies. Tag right. me in. I'll go in. You, I'll go in. You'd be a much better guest than I am. And uh, <laughs> No, I don't know. See, I don't know if that's actually true. Because Why? How you can made it not be? I haven't seen a movie. What you I? made it 45 minutes through a movie podcast, and he invited you back to the point right. where you were able to... No, you don't know if he's just being friendly. He's like, yeah, you come back at any time that I don't have a podcast. <laughs> right? But like... Uh, They've pulled it from the network. They're like, you had a guy on your podcast who doesn't watch movies. <laughs> so and he, he said promoted. <laughs> right. So he goes, uh, if you do come back, you're probably going to have to watch a couple of movies. And I was like, nope. Yeah, I'm, I'm probably not going to do that. But this was a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. Well, I'm already in a better mood now. This is good. I'm, I'm good. We should, we should probably end right here. Eight minutes. Great podcast. I think people will get <laughs> enjoyment out of this. Let's yeah, call the day. So I'm good. We'll see. Uh, yeah, we'll see. I think uh, I think he's gonna set download records. He's like, you gotta talk. Listen to this idiot. I mean, he had on- a star. He had a star. I mean, he probably I'm doesn't actually movie star. I'm in the title. I'm in the subtitle. Uh, the uh, the the car- credit. The characters. The credits. The, the credits. There you go. Credits, the credits. Whatever is that? Yeah. The, the, the subtitles. The subtitles. What is it in different language? <laughs> you guys speak a different language in this what, movie. I, I don't. I, I don't know what I'm talking about. So uh, he. <laughs> I'm just stuck on this. I can't get over this. But anyway, no, forget it. We'll move on. We'll move on. What? No, 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 no. I want to know what's running through your head. I can't. No, I, nothing. That's the problem. I can't even <laughs> wrap my head around it because I see. See, there you go. That's a. There's a uh, entry into uh, Rob Crane's life. What's it's, going on in your head? Uh, nothing. Just... It's inconceivable. It's inconceivable. But it's. It's what makes. If you were to say, right, I started this podcast a year ago, right, but I we didn't uh, put one out till September. If you were to say. You're going to be on a movie podcast because of your, you know, po- your podcast along with a documentary that you've been in. I would have been like, ah, nah, that's just not real life. No, I would agree. And I would agree with a lot of things that wouldn't be real life what's happened in the past year on this podcast. But here we are, uh, here we are. still going, still talking and, and managing to have a conversation around sports and sports business when there's no sports. So, hey, that, we're doing all right. Kudos to us. I'll cheers talking. to that, even though it's water as I'm drying out from COVID. Got polar seltzer, got to be uh, on brand, holding to the brand. <clears throat> yeah, on brand. On polar brand. Park, baby, Polar Park. Polar, so, if you ha- um, if you haven't seen my LinkedIn or uh, tweet that I sent out, Polar Park's it. like coming up, like it's going. Well, better. I mean, it's less than a year away from opening. But it's like a thing. That's a good thing. It's a good right? thing it's that they're moving just, along, like, sitting around, but like they're building stuff. I'm sure I'm the sponsors. There. I haven't walked the site ever. Um, I'm going uh, next week. We gotta get some pictures and video of that. I will do that. Uh, so, I did make a list because I've had multiple conversations this week or interactions with folks that have triggered things in my mind. Going, you know what? This would be good for front office features. And I typically have those thoughts. And to my wife's point, I never remember anything. And she's right. I don't remember anything anymore. I don't know what happened, but I don't remember things. So I was like, I'm going to put it in my outlook and it'll come up and it'll trigger this for me to bring up for you and I to talk about. All right, let's talk about it. First thing on the list, because I was fired up to start. I'm way more calm now, which is probably going to make this a little less. (laughs) I'm here for you. A little less less angry. Uh, 
someone I don't know where who said it to me or what triggered it to me. And I, and I want to put a full disclaimer on it that this isn't something I'm dealing with currently because I'm not applying for jobs or looking for jobs. God knows there are no jobs. HR responsiveness in our Sucks. industry is so piss poor, it drives me crazy. And I only know it from not mainly my experience, but from folks that I've either are working for us that are looking for jobs or mentees who reach out to HR departments and get crickets. Yeah. I will say that. So how does it work in the big leagues, right? Like in mine, I don't have, we don't have an HR department. Like well, we no do. HR yeah, we do. Like it should be, but there's so no HR department. With the I, I, I say that I say HR, take HR side, hiring manager, person and responsible for making decision, whoever you originally talked to or is li- like, that's who I would put in this bucket. I can't just lump all HR, even though whatever, if you want to do it, if you interview with somebody and you never get back to that person to tell them whether or not they got the job, you should be fired, in my opinion. Fired? Yes. For that not is responding a, to somebody who didn't get the job? Come yeah, on. You, you, you are representing the organization. You can't go out of your way to tell someone who took their time and energy to... You know, every one of us have been there on the other side of it, looking and waiting for a job response, right? Right. That is one of so, the most stressful things that people can go through, right? Correct. So you're telling me this. Yeah, all right. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. All you have to do is either tell the person we're still going through the process or, hey, you're not quite right for this job if you're not getting it. That's it. All right. You would have fired me because yes. I, I have not. Fired. I have fired. I have definitely have done that. Um, if someone reaches out to me post-job interview. Then I have responded. Usually, I don't ever want to say a hundred percent. So, how do you guys tell people they don't get the job? Is it like a mass email? Usually, it's through teamwork, and teamwork has like the, oh, that stupid standard email that goes out says, "Hey, they took someone else." Right, and I've, I've I've done it. Right, I don't. Here's the deal, and this is not an excuse, but it's just what happens. Like I find you'll go through an interview process, right? And there's a guy or gal who just stinks. Like they were awful, and <laughs> so tell them that. So I, but like they do their thing, and I just want them. But you, out. but you, you're, you, res, you, res, that's a response. A the response e- of what? The teamwork online thing is a response. That's a response, but like not a personal one. No, I'm no, no, no. Take the I'm there's there's people who have been like I never heard back one way, shape, or form or another. For, I'm not saying it has to. Like, that's at least a response, right? Like they ate the. Well, it's lazy to your point, and it's the canned teamwork online <laughs> thing that you get. It's still a response. There's there's people who I've talked to who have applied for jobs who are like, go months with never hearing and have followed so, up and don't hear they, anything. So the follow-up part, right? Yeah. The follow-up part, I agree with you, right? If someone follows up and being like, hey, what's going on with this job, and you just remain completely silent. like Yeah. Don't, it, I don't, that, that, that stinks. That's awful. If you, like, if that's you follow my, up about that job, that stinks. But like, that's my point. I have been known to have the interview and then be like, I, I don't even think about it anymore after that. I, I'll, I'll tell you, yes, you, if you have interviewed 25 people individually reaching out to each one of them as you're in your role, probably. But in the big leagues, and my role's department. a little bit different, too. Of course. No, but right? take take, for instance, there's I, I know folks who have told me they found out they didn't get the job because they saw someone else change their LinkedIn profile to that new job. Oh, that yeah, not great. That's terrible. 
No, the, I agree. I agree. That's that's that is that is not good. So, so if you're in a perfect world, so say this. Let's someone. I was talking to someone who was asking for advice this week. Flip it a little bit. All right, you're the person applying for the job. <clears throat> yep. You go. You interview. You don't know if you stink or you were the greatest person ever, and they're just taking a while. What is your inter? So you interview. Then what? What is your timetable as soon as you walk out of that interview? Uh, I have. Do? What do you do? What are your steps? So we're going back to we're going back a while now. Um, so I personally find it. Or what do you like to see from a hiring manager? Not I will, when you were applying for jobs, but when you're you're hiring. You know, you know so you should you send a personal note email that night to the people you met with individually with not just the exact same email. Like think of something that you heard in that interview that you can make it more personal, right? Tailor it to that person. Got it, so if you interviewed with four different people, you just don't copy and paste the interview with Chris, Rob, you know, Sue and- By the way, that gets around too. We, We find out if you do that, so don't do that. Right, that's good advice. Personal email, something that you wrote down and took notes on from that specific person that you can remember. If you want to, then I absolutely would write a personal hand note to drop in the mail that next morning to get there within a day or two, right? I thoroughly agree with that. So that's your second follow-up without mm-hmm. really doing anything invasive or, or intrusive because you've dropped now a personal note with this is handwritten, which a lot of people, even though you might think do, really don't do. I get very few personal note, handwritten notes from folks. So if you do it, Great. Great. Start separating yourself. And not if you do it, go do it. You should do it. Like it doesn't take that much effort to do that. A stamp is what, I don't even know what a stamp costs. 50 something cents. I don't know. Either way, <laughs> not, not a lot of money. Drop in the mail. Then you have to play the, the fun game, right? It's the, it's almost like a sales thing where you, you find the persistence without annoyance. That's what I told the guy. But then I was like, how do I define that? So look, as you get older and you go through this process and you and you get better at reading people and understanding situations, you more than likely are able to probably tell whether or not you're a real candidate or not. But when you're an entry level person, you don't you've never done it before. You don't know. Like you think it could have went great, you might think it went terrible, but then all of a sudden you got the job. It's just it's all new to you, right? Yep. While you're in the interview, during that process and you're sitting face to face with that person, you must ask the question, what is the timetable and when can I expect to hear back? Like, what's the next steps, right? So let that person define it for you. If you have that answer, you now have a reason to reach back out. If they say, oh, we have two more weeks to go and then we'll be ready to go. Two weeks come, reach back out. And now you're coming to the end of this, the process. We'll just reiterate my passion and desire to join the organization. Is there anything else you need from me? References, et cetera, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. There you go. Like, but if you left an interview without knowing what they're still doing in their process, you're kind of flying blind, right? Yeah, the the question, that question is so important. So important. Um, and uh, you got to know the timetable. The handwritten note is important. Um, I also, uh, and I think the individualness of it is important too, right? There's a, canned, there's a canned way to do it and a non-canned way to do it. And a little creativity, it goes, along, goes a long way, goes a long way. I mean, I think our boy Mike Scott has sent people Swedish fish. Right? Because they love Swedish fish. And those are, you know, vomit-inducing Swedish fish. It's fine. <laughs> so, nope, nope. 
Nope. We're staying, staying the course. We're not going down. Nope. No rabbit holes. What? Because Swedish fish suck. They That's just suck. So ridiculous. They don't suck. Yeah, they do. <laughs> they're one of the worst candies of all time. Are they worst? Candy? Yes, that's definitely a candy. That's definitely a candy. So yeah, no, I think leaving that interview with the next steps from the organization to understand what they are will give you a, um, an opening to reach back out because you now understand their process. So you know what else is, else is terrible? Big red gum. That is terrible. The yeah, the cinnamon. Yeah, that. Is, see, now we agree. I'm now on board. That is disgusting. It's gross. It's like Why fire. Would it's like want to choose, chew that. It's like hot and it's just. It's not great. It's not great. No. No, not great. Sour Patch Watermelon, those amazing. are a 12 on a 10 scale. They're amazing. That's why they started selling just the bag. Like, Starburst should just sell, like, the red ones, too. Like, why does everyone want the yellow ones? The yellow Starbursts are pointless. Yeah, well, I'm not a big Starburst guy anyway. Um, but the yellow ones are... Who wants the yellow, the yellow ones? No, no one likes the yellow ones. Why do they do them? I don't know, just to make sure, like, in life, not everything goes your way. I so you got to have a yellow stars occasionally. What? <laughs> a new t-shirt. We have a new t-shirt. In life, not everything goes your way. So you need to have a yellow starburst occasionally. Every five starburst, every five starburst sucks. So, you know, that's life. Deal with it. Oh, oh crying. Oh crying. <laughs> Why do I make myself laugh? I guess. It's not me making myself laugh, it's your reaction. Who, like, who says that? Yes, I sli- I I can't even But it's oh. true though. It's true. It's true. Sometimes That's what they're thinking about. Sometimes That's you why they sometimes you get a yellow starburst. The, the, okay. <laughs> what else is on that list? I mean we gotta end we gotta end the podcast. There's no one no one we can't have a real conversation. Anyway, HR hiring manager responds and pisses me off when you don't respond. So You're respond. Like big red gum. <clears throat> like big red gum and yellow starburst. The uh oh God, where were we? Who knows? What the hell's going on? The, the, we're talking about we're going uh, on your list. The list. All right. So you know what else I found that my wife pointed this out because you listen to, I say so a lot. That's like, a transitional word. Yeah, the I, I I mentally just said don't say that and I still said it because I don't know what to say in between it. Anyway. The what ifs. This is for all you young folks out there, not so much the old folks like Rob and I who have kids. Uh, we, I don't know if that, that's true. You can uh, play the what somewhat, if game too. Yeah, we Your we're, stakes are just different. We play just it. Define yes. what the hell the what if game is first. We play it, but we have more of a reason to play it. Right. But describe what we're talking about. One of my former associates is in a situation right now where, because of COVID, they are furloughed. Uh, not because of their work performance, just because of our industry. That's just what a lot of people are facing, right? So so yep. he, while looking for other opportunities, brought up on the phone conversation, well, I don't necessarily want to move too far away from home because, because what if this happens again? Or what if I... So I was like, time out. Stop the presses. If you make every decision, specifically at that age about the what ifs in our business, right? you'll never do anything. There's so many variables that go, I mean, you've experienced a team being sold. I've experienced a team having to be picked up and moved within a week. Things happen that you can never ever plan for. The one thing you and I always say, right? You can always go home. The worst case scenario, things go crazy sideways. 
you can always go home. Pandemics, this is showing it, people go home. You move to California, you don't like it, go get a new job. But to not go because what may or may not happen is an absolute wrong way to look at life. Huge, Just, huge mistake, huge mistake. You know, And I, he agreed, he agreed when I told him, he agreed. I, I, I remember my mom asking, well, what if this doesn't work out? I mean, I was also moving to Battle Creek for $16,000. I was like, I'll come back. Right? <laughs> I mean, what else oh. is going to, what else are we going to do? Uh, so, but then I wouldn't have the what if of all these great Battle Creek stories. No one would have any of these Battle Creek stories if I didn't go there for 16 You couldn't fill up a movie years. podcast 16 years later right? with Battle Creek stories. That's, a, that's exactly true. So, the what if thing is crazy to me. I mean, what if I get hit by a bus tomorrow? I'm going to go outside, right? Like, it, it, don't live. I, I can't live life. What if? As a young person, as I get older, right, I think the research in what if goes deeper, right? Like, I, if I were to say look for a new job now, I really want to know who I'm working for. What yeah. is the ownership structure like? <clears throat> who are these people? What have they been doing? Who have they... Um, who are some of the people that have worked for them and can I talk to them, right? Like that's, if you're going to make a life change in your mid career, we're kind of mid career, right? Um, if you're going to change life in mid career, like you got to have a bit more research being done on the people that you're going to be working for, the ownership structure. Are they good people or not? Or are they, you know, not great people, right? So that might uh, that would play a part because there's a lot of great teams out there. I'm not going to name any of them, of course, that <laughs> have terrible working reputations. Like the people that work for them stink. And then there's teams that don't have maybe the greatest of names that are wonderful to work for. I can attest to that. Right. And I'll leave it at that. <laughs> to your point, I'm not going to name names. But right. the you can't control what may or may not happen. And, and once you realize that specifically in our industry, it'll make your head much more clear to examine the the opportunity on the surface for what it is. Is this going to make me happy on a day-to-day -day basis and further my career down the line? Because you're not moving there typically for the end of it, like the likelihood of you moving to the next team and that's it at 22, 23, 24, even 25. Never gonna happen. Very low, low probability. Not impossible, just low probability just based on our industry. Do not play the what if game other than focusing specifically on is this a good opportunity and is enough money for me to live do I want to live in this location like that's the only thing you can control in that given moment you and I the, six months ago we're not planning for a pandemic we just weren't that's true but even if like the if I want to live in this location there's besides Alabama and Mississippi <laughs> there's 48 other great states to go live in that you can get experience in. <laughs> Just don't live in those two. <laughs> yeah, no. Right? Pick Arkansas. I don't know. I've never been to Arkansas, I don't think. <laughs> Go to Arkansas. What the hell do I care? <laughs> right? At least. No. Yeah, no, look. Yes. Uh, but. But you can experience what Arkansas I'm with is you. like. I'm with you. I specifically am way more with you in your early 20s. Geography should never, ever ever well, i shouldn't say ever should be the last thing on the list if this is the industry you want to work in because we've said it a million times the one thing you cannot control or change about the business that we 
we play in and work in is where the teams and opportunities are located. It's very small. It's spread out across the country. You may have to pick up and move to a place you can never consider moving. As I get older and as you get older, there are some states less than the 48 I could check off and say wholeheartedly ain't happening. So, but overall message, the what if game drives me crazy. Don't do it. It'll drive yourself crazy. Exactly. It'll drive yourself. Well, what if the boss doesn't work out? What if uh, this is not a position that I like so much? What if, you know, uh, my mom get misses me? What if I get homesick? What if uh, all this stuff? Like, yeah, man, like, yep, that'll maybe do it. But- One of my former employees went to a new, a new organization. She's <clears throat> been a friend of the program, I hope. I hope. She went specifically and chose the opportunity because of the boss she was about to have who left that position within a month. Whew, right? Like that? What if? It, but you know what? She's adjusted. She's adapted. She moved on. Like things happen. And like you you can't play that game. And you, as you go older and you you realize like there's just so many more things. Like this pandemic is like the tip of the iceberg for you, most of you at this point in your career. So many more things are going to get in your way of roadblocks and, and forks in the road that you're going to have to make that decision. If all you do is play the what if game, you'll never make that decision. You won't know whether to go right or left. Just focus on the opportunity with a clear head. And you can't have a clear head if all you're doing is trying to play scenarios out over and over and over and over again. Because you, uh, it'll never end. It's, it's good to think through it. But at some point, you just got to go. and right, Go and with your gut, right? You always say, sometimes the, the gut is the one to choose. Right. The, I'll say this. If you think through enough stuff, your gut is always right. Your gut's always right. If you really think about it, yeah. your gut is always right. Because that's you, right? That's you. Yeah, that's right. You made the decision based on you, not what other people were telling you, other influences. You went with what you felt was best. I mean, I, could t- I, I think we've talked about this. I knew immediately in one of my former opportunities, like, in my gut, this was a bad idea. And I knew, I knew right away. And it, I was not wrong. It played out that I was not wrong, and I should have trusted a little bit earlier, but I wasn't wrong. And that 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 has taught me as I go is like trust yourself. Uh, My wife even told me as I walked down the stairs tonight, she's like, you know, I've been listening back to your podcast. She's like, why don't you take some of your own advice sometimes? And I'm like, that's never (laughs) that's never gonna happen. That's never gonna happen. Amy has said similar things like, do you listen to yourself? Like, "Eh, maybe. I do. I listen to you. I have to. <laughs> There's your first problem. So what else is on my list? Uh, oh, this is just a quick anecdote. We'll throw right in the middle of it before we go on to even more more meat on the bone. We got some good news this week too. I mentioned this before the podcast kicked off. I was thinking back. I don't know what triggered this in my mind to when I was in ticket sales back early in my career with the Devils of how different it is for folks now in sales that are in that role of how communication and technology has changed. We used to have to sit by the fax machine waiting for that order to come across. That was like the best moment ever because you didn't know if it was coming or not and you barely even had email and the fax machine kicked on. You were like, whose is it? What is it? You're like, yes, I got a fax machine. Marty used to call it the money machine. We used to stand next to it. and uh, yeah, I was like, it was the it was the greatest day ever. Can I ask a question? What sure. the hell made you think of the fax machine? I don't know. I think I was watching something, or something was reminiscing in my head. Maybe I was talking to Adam mm. and Lyle. I I don't know. I don't know. So when um, 
San Diego State, one of our great partners of, uh, of this podcast, when I had to uh, fill out the paperwork for our partnership and all that good stuff, the state of California made me fax. I wouldn't stuff. know how I to couldn't fax email. it. It's like in big, bold letters. Do not email. Must fax. And I was like, all right. Must so be more I'm secure. like going into the, the copier room, and we have a fax machine. And I was like, I haven't used one of these things in ever. Like, when was the, I haven't used one of these things since Rosenblatt Stadium, maybe? I haven't used it probably since Lowell, which would have been in the late 2000s. So probably right. a good 13 years. I had to, like, take a tutorial from somebody of, like, how the hell does this work? I, and I'm I screwed up, like, three times. I'm assuming it's more secure if the government's making you fax than email. I'm just guessing. That's got to be the only reason why. Why else would they make you fax it? I have no idea. Well, we, we can move on from faxes because I don't think I was. <laughs> that was just in my head. I wrote that down. We're just going down the, we're going down the list. We're going down the Valenti list. We're going down what was going through my head. Thomas Nelson. Thomas Nelson. Yes. This is a great front office features story. Thomas Nelson is a fan of front office features. He is a sports management in a sports master's program at Ohio University. He casually mentioned to his roommate about this podcast and specifically said, "Hey, I want to talk to this guy Chris Valente." His roommate, former FSM associate, <laughs> Trevor Trevor goes, oh, yeah, I know Chris. And Tom's like, get the hell out of here. You don't know. You don't know Chris. <laughs> He's like, no, I'll email him right now. I'll set you guys up. Have a great call with Tom. He he was a little bit more advanced in his career, so it was a little bit it was a, it was a much more prepared informational interview than I'm typically accustomed to. Yeah. And he asked me a question at the end of it that I typically don't get asked, which I also commend him for, was what question should more people ask you that they don't? And I was like, Huh. That's a great question. Exactly. And I was like, now I actually have to think and give an answer. And the and I think my answer is spot on. And this is actually good advice. Not to take credit for good advice by just saying it out loud, I'm about to give good advice. But... <laughs> Let me tell you how great I am. Let me bow to you. The sir. number one thing that people don't do at the end of informational interviews that they should is what do you think it is? I know the answer to what you're. No, but saying. I mean, so no, but you, what, you can give it's the answer. Asking for who else should I talk to, right? Like, or can you introduce me to so and so? Can you introduce me to somebody else, right? Like, you know, one of the things that we talk about all the time is, you know, you want to, especially when you're trying to figure out what the hell you want to do. Do you want to go in sales? Do you want to go in operations? Do you want to go in marketing? Do you want to go in social media marketing? Do you want to go into PR? Whatever. You need to go talk to everybody in those things. Hey, do you got a PR guy to, that I can talk with? Do you got a social media coordinator that I can talk with? I'd love to see what they do each day. And the answer is, yeah, probably. Right? I, I got somebody on the team that I you can You and I got plenty of people. We got Because we'll even get to that point of how this front office features is solving the world's problems. So he, it was interesting. His take on it was, I feel disingenuous asking someone at the end of an informational interview is almost like, okay, this was okay, but do you know anyone else I could talk to because you weren't that great? And I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> right? I can understand that. I, I get it, but you, you no one, I don't think, any, unless you're a complete egomaniac, like no one should take it as such. Well, I am a movie star. You are I'm a movie a star. You, I have a trailer. You, you have a trailer. You've, li you've worked out of trailers many a time, so. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that's, that's, Feral cats. <laughs> Feral cats. <laughs> He's, 
on, on the movie podcast, we did talk about a dead raccoon that I found one time. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, behind the tarp when we were first pulling the tarp in like the spring like the first one like stuff goes behind the tarp and dies and one of them was a dead raccoon and I found a dead raccoon and it fucking it smelled awful I would imagine so I don't think a dead raccoon it's would... been sitting there for six months oh. anyway go ahead this is not what you talked about so Tom this is another thing Tom did well so Tom sent me an email afterwards with a thank you and outlined three different types of people he would like to be introduced to. Me, being, you know, very busy uh, with everything baseball seemingly coming back, his, his email got pushed down a little bit. I hadn't responded in a little bit. Tom followed up, which you have to do. We tell this to everybody. Sending one email does not complicit like you're not reaching out you need to follow up with people like you have yeah, to follow that's up. one step of like you know 30 yes what is so, it? i saw something that's like a sale so pick this as a sale too it's like right? 13 it's times 13 is like 13 before you even can really have a conversation right correct now. yes there's some crazy statistics <clears throat> so tom followed up to his credit i responded said my bad i will get on this right away and start making this happen for you so front office features connected me, Tom, because his roommate knows knows us, which leads to a next connection that we made. We had Adam Banco on last week as our podcast guest from the 3M Open. We had received an email from Adam McNamara, who wanted to work in the PGA. Remember that question about go college guy who want, asked about linear linear ways into our business through through golf and if such yep. would matter. Connected Adam with Adam, who talked yesterday and provided great insight on how to get into the golf world. Front office features. Front office features in Springfield College, as what I've uh, learned in Albany Devils. Albany Devils. <laughs> Not so much, but yes. <clears throat> so this is going off script a little bit from your list. How was it reminiscing? Good. It was good. Uh, we had, I mean, we we could have probably talked with a lot more stories that we had to keep probably in the vault. But it was good. It was uh it was interesting, and it was great to hear, even from, I think, for our listeners' perspective, to hear where people venture off into from when you start working together and how you can still keep that bond and camaraderie that's impossible to break. Like, I haven't seen Adam in eight years because he went to Arizona, uh, Utica, Arizona. Now he's in Minneapolis. Like, I'm not in those places. Lyle I saw once because I was in Dallas for a meeting, and we met up and, and went and got a steak in Dallas. Uh, so, but if you heard us talk, it was like, we've been hanging out and working together for the last 10 years. So it was good. It was, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. I, I recommend that Rob Crane do a podcast similar to that with maybe a Battle Creek reunion. Oh, Jesus. That would be, that's actually, that's a, that's a great idea is get some old Battle Creek guys together. Me and Marty and Luke Kuboshik. Uh, yeah, we can do that. Greg Kruger. He still works there. Kipper, he's, uh, he's I'm thinking sports. about doing it again with another one of my organizations just to like shoot the shit, catch up and like have people tell good stories. And I think it just sheds some light into what you go through when you're early in your career. Right. Yeah. Now you got me thinking like the battle, like the things that I have forgotten, uh, I'm more interested in. I feel like that would have to be a drinking I session. Have to do, I think it would be a zoom, like over beers type thing. We can make this happen. Done. Put it on the docket. 
put put it in your put it put in your Outlook calendar and remind yourself so we don't forget because we will we'll, we'll both forget. Right. Okay. I'll do that. So before we end, yes, and with our rants that we're gonna go on, however that we usually end these, we got great news this week. Great news. We got an email. E- we got, we got email, an email. Right? We got multiple emails, but we got a great news email. I love great news. If you feel like uh, John John Krasinski. John Krasinski. Yes, I'm surprised you even know his name. So, Sarah. My wife watches it, and, you know, I met him. I met him. We're friends. Stop, 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 stop. Just stop. Sarah Kendall. Awesome. Sarah Kendall, who. Sarah Kendall's wonderful. We both talked to her. So, again, I just said so again. Mother. Sent an email titled, Good News. I think this is great news. And it was actually on a day where I was like, oh, God, just put me in hibernation until baseball shows up let's read the email hey chris i'm sure we can both agree that it's getting a little tough to find silver linings within baseball right now that's an understatement of the year i know i am sure sure right now but i had a a bit of good news that i'd share with you the fort wayne tin caps started selling public meal kits the first week on may with those kits they decided to have interns continue working and on payroll through june 15th as food and beverage interns Last Wednesday, my team president approached two other interns and myself asking if we would like to remain on staff as interns through July 31st. Of course, that was an easy yes. I found out they originally had no plans to extend our end date until multiple people in our department made a case for us to stay due to how hard we had worked over the past six weeks. I've always known effort and attitude would get me far. But seeing it pay off in such a messy situation was great. I hope this little story makes you smile like it has made me. Best Sarah Kendall. A fucking men. That was great. Um, Effort. And I just got us explicit lyrics on Apple iTunes, so I apologize. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, Mike Nutter, who's the president of the Fort Wayne Tin Caps, is like one of these ultimate guys. He's like one of the class, class acts. So she has a great boss and a great place uh, and an awesome guy. Like literally one of the the best human beings of all time. I love him. Congratulations, Sarah. Can't wait. Again, Rob and I have told all of you that we've helped. The mission of this podcast is to network enough of you. It's almost like a VC firm. We're investing in all of you to one day be really, really important to hire us <laughs> to do less work for right. more money. Uh, yeah, less work, more money. Um, we'll be the consultants on staff. So we actually, so Mike Nutter allowed us to come out. We sent out a person there at the, in the Fort Wayne Tin Caps at their ballpark. They do like 700 special events. Really? So they, they do multiple special events in a day, three, four a day, and their business is like revolving, well, you know, baseball, but a special events business. They have define, like, define a special event what, for the folks out there who wouldn't know what that means. So, like, they do anything from, like, bike shows to, like, rotary meetings to uh, chamber breakfasts. So, like, uh, festivals or camper festivals. shows. Think about things that would be in, like, a convention center. So, like, a car show they or a like boat a show. They have, like, a mini convention center in the ballpark in Fort Wayne, Indiana. And in that world, everyone kind of convulges around them. And they have built a spectacular business around non-game day revenue. Uh, and that's, you know, they were an innovator of that. I mean, they must have done that. 10 years ago, 12 years ago. Um, 
they were they were an innovator of that forever. You know, most of minor league baseball teams or baseball teams in general, and I would say sports teams in general, when they're not playing games, in our case, they're watching the grass grow, right? And uh, Fort Wayne said, no, 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 we're not going to do that. And they built the facilities in a ballpark that's opened, I bet it's probably 10 years now, uh, to be able to do that. So uh, Sarah is working for a class, class person and Mike Nutter and the Fort Wayne team kept. The fact that they're able to pay their interns and then extend right. them and keep them on just goes to show that they must be a class act because there's other organizations who can't even pay their full-time employees. So kudos to Fort Wayne. They're awesome. They're awesome. They're really, really great. Really great. Really great. Really great. So um, my friend. Yes. I think we've had a heck of a podcast, right? I would I'm call. Gonna write, I'm going to take notes. I'm going to take, take, I'm going to take notes. Take I notes. would call this one, one for the ages. This one was a, this one was a good one. I'm going to tell people if we were going to have to. How have you said that? If we were to have to tell people in terms of how to sell our podcast and explain to it what it was, this one is <laughs> I agree. encapsulates a lot of it right I think that's from a start good point. to finish. I think, that's a good, I think that's a good point. Is It definitely, uh, yeah, I think it caught what we do. I think the fact, anytime we, you can make yourself laugh, we, we, we know that we've struck a nerve in oh both of God. us. I, I didn't make myself laugh. You... Make it, I laugh harder when other people laugh, and uh, when I started falling out of my chair because the absurd. You did almost fall out of your chair. Yes, we're recording this thing. We gotta get uh, put this on. You know. Oh, uh, I know. We've waited forty-five minutes to ask this question, but we know we have listeners all over the freaking world. Not even exaggerating. Thirty-some countries. We know how many people download this per week. All of you have not gone on and read and written review or reviewed us. So. Do it. And then text Rob the phone number. It goes right to his house phone, his poor pregnant wife. 401 757 Email us Make like Sarah. Blow up. Sarah did great. Sarah emailed. Yep. Uh, that'll get your name out there to the whole entire world again. <laughs> no exaggeration. So, uh, yeah, no, this was, this was cathartic. I came in hot. You took me way off the ledge with the first seven minutes you got to listen to the podcast i uh, will no I, that, sports. i'm gonna watch the movie 50 summers that's a long overdue follow them on twitter too they're good twitter follower i think I, I i do follow them on twitter now uh and so yeah no this is this is good you have anything else that you'd like to talk about because i know you didn't write anything down so i'm it's gonna be off the top of your head i did not i i am i have to go be a waiter this weekend uh, at the ballpark happy father's day happy father's day to you ha- happy father's day to you and on father's day I'll be bussing tables on uh, at McCoy Stadium, um, and uh, but being a waiter, I'm pretty good at it. Not gonna lie. I, like I said, I could see that you have enough stories and you can make people laugh. But uh, is the family coming on the field for Father's Day? What are you doing? Uh, we haven't talked about that. Maybe we should. <laughs> but like, no, we haven't. We haven't talked about that. Uh, we don't go there did, until 3:30. I'll get enough. Did you guys get a ton of people sign up for Father's Day? Six. Uh, yes, Father's Day sold out. Uh, we have 1,600 people on the waiting list of this Dining on the Dining. 1,600. That's 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 crazy. Banana Land. Banana Land. Hey, that's another one of our t-shirts. Banana Land. Banana Land. All right. On that note, I'll see you. Later. Later.